The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and WadenaRadio.com. It is the Morning Sports Desk for Tuesday, January 9th. My name is CJ Baumgartner, Corey Tackman, the co-host on the Morning Sports Desk in podcast only. Corey, how is this new? Uh, how's this new? Uh, how's it feeling? Rock and roll. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's a it's a whole new world, and um, I'll be Aladdin. You can be my Jasmine. Let's go on a magic carpet ride together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so that? this was a radio. Well, I was about to make a comment on me being Jasmine, but I felt like I just didn't even want to touch on it to have that bit go further down the road. But, I just think you'd look you know, better in uh, that blue jumpsuit she wears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my navel showing off for everyone to see. It's great. It'd be awesome. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so for those who don't know, we had a bit every morning on KWAD for the morning sports desk, and we took that. And we put it on a podcast form. So if you're somebody who already listens on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, WadenaRadio.com, nothing changes for you. Except we might talk a little bit longer or a little bit shorter or wherever. But you can still get it on all those places. It's just that we aren't going to be live on the air every morning at 7.15. And while it is a downside in a couple of ways, the, the good part is we can talk a little longer. We can uh, just do a couple things where we don't have to be mindful that we're on the radio. It's a podcast only format. We also have a couple other things that we want to announce later in the week with maybe a YouTube page, maybe an Instagram, maybe uh, something. Mm -hmm. We got some things to figure out. We got some things that we'll tell you about. Uh, But into the sports desk, Corey, we got a lot to talk about with high school sports across our region today. We also have Viking stuff. I mean, we could talk all week about the Vikings and things that are going on there. And I think we will, but Let's start off with uh, some double header action. I'm going to yeah. grab my papers right here because I have printed off a whole lot of them. It's a boy-girl double header tonight on 101.7 and AM 920 KWAD. Wadena Deer Creek goes up to Monaga. And if I look at my broadcast schedule right, it's a 545 pregame and a 6 o'clock tip-off for the girls game. And the boys game will follow immediately after that. Boy-girl doubleheaders already had one earlier this season with Parker's Prairie and New York Mills, but, you know, I mean, they're fun. Uh, we've talked about this off-air a lot. Corey, what's your uh, what's your view on doubleheaders? Well, I, I love them. I love them for a lot of reasons. I like them uh, uh, from, you know, the radio side of things just because it's a, I think it's a cool product to, to put on the air and to have have the double header of action and you get a lot of people covered in a very short amount of time. So from that aspect, uh, I really like it a lot from another aspect. uh, I love that you can go to a gym on a Tuesday night and it is full of people. You know, we we are, I I think very lucky and, and both of us grew up in small towns and we really appreciate small town, small school sports. Um, they're just a lot of fun. But one of the things that comes with it is that these small schools are full of students who are very active in a lot of different things, not just athletics uh, or not just basketball, but maybe other athletics, maybe other activities, maybe other things that keep them out of the building on a, on a random Tuesday night. And that means hey, they might not go get to watch their friends. It also means at a small school that there are parents who are oftentimes pulled in multiple directions because, 
hey, maybe they have a son on the basketball team and a uh, on the boys' basketball team and a daughter on the girls' basketball team. Well, on a night like tonight, at least some friends get to be in the gym and root for each other. The boys get to watch the girls. The girls get to watch the boys. Parents aren't going to miss or have to choose between one or the other. Mm-hmm. I really like that aspect of it. I think the atmosphere in the gyms is a little more exciting on these doubleheader nights. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. Basically, it's you get to have a packed gym. And like you said, people get pulled in every direction. Everybody's busy. But to have the boys and the girls support each other uh, and be in the gym on that night, it just helps out. Uh, And a full gym is just fun to play in front of uh, for both of those teams. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, the girls are going first for Wadena Deer Creek on the season. They're 6-5 and overall, 0-3 in Section 8 AA. Four and one, though, in the Park Region Conference, three and two on the road, three and three at home. The Wolverines got a Park Region Conference win on Friday night against Pillager, 66-35. They also had a win before that against Henning, 54-39. So they're on a two-game winning streak in the PRC. And, Corey, uh, there's a tie at the top of the Park Region Conference for girls basketball. Do you want to know what team is tied with Wadena Deer Creek at number one? I'm going to guess the Monaga Braves. It's the Monaga Braves. They're 8 and 1 on the season, 2 and 0 in Section 8 AA, 5 and 0 in the PRC. So I guess they are in sole possession of first place. I was looking at their away record, but um 4 and 0 at home as well. Monaga lost their first game of the season to a good Walker Hackensack Akeley girls basketball team. Since then they've won 8 in a row with wins over Park Rapids area, Henning, Osakis, Verndale, Sabika, Crookston most recently on Saturday. So they have a kind of a quick turnaround here. They get right back to it, playing the Wolverines tonight. Uh, it, it's going to be a good one. I mean, I think you and me both agree that uh, Coach Pouliou and Coach Cressip are two of the top girls basketball coaches around, and uh, it's just fun to see those guys going to have that game within the game. Uh, this is going to be probably the best game you see this year up to this point. I think this, yeah. I mean, and, and in general, I think the boys game should be very nice also. So there's, you should see a nice night of basketball and that it gets to start with this one is going to be pretty sweet. It's going to be a nice matchup. This is my first time getting to see Monaga girls basketball this season. And I'm really excited because of course we know the run that they had a couple years ago and they had a lot of seniors and those girls all graduated, but you know, small town, a lot of those girls had sisters, and now they're all uh, up here, and they had some younger girls who were ready to take their place. And last year, you could kind of see it. You know, I talked with Coach Pooley last year. He said, you know, there's some inexperience here and there, and you just got to start to get these girls used to varsity play. Well, now they're ready to hit the ground running this season, and we've seen that. So it's going to be fun to get to look at that team. For Wadena Deer Creek, I mean, you know that they're going to play great defense. You know they're going to be great man-to-man defense. And when it comes to their offense, you know, I, I put this word in the mouth of Coach Cressip, but uh, it's an equal opportunity offense, and it kind of allows anybody to, ha- to have a great night, whether it is one of the Gravel girls, whether it's Montana Karsten, whether it's Jada Dykoff, who went something like six for six on threes last Tuesday in Henning, made her first three threes on Friday night against Pillager. So they have kind of any given night, you have to prepare for one of their five starters to have a good game offensively and along with the good defense that they play. So it's just going to be a, it's going to be a really good girls basketball game. Any other thoughts on that before we look at the boys? Nope. 
All right. So looking at the, by the way, section eight AA girls basketball standings, since both of them are in that section as well. Right now, Monaga currently sitting in that section as the five seed, the seven seed Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines right now in that one. For boys basketball, the game following that one between the Wolverines and the Braves, the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines are five and three on the season overall. 0 and one in Section Eight AA, three and one in the Park Region Conference, one and three on the road, four and zero on their home court. They had a loss. Another conference foe in Monaga tonight. For the Braves, they're three and seven overall, 0 and three in Section Eight AA, one and two in the Park Region Conference, two and three at home, or two and three on the road, one and three at home. The Braves' last win was Piers Zimmerman go on some long road trips, playing in War Road and Crookston. So nice for them to play their first home game since December 19th. It's been almost a month, so good for the Braves to get back into that uh, home court. And Like we talked about with the atmosphere, it's going to be really, really fun to get to do it with a gym that's going to be full of a lot of people. And just a, a naturally and inherently raucous bunch of uh, Monaco Braves fans. They always show out whether they've got good teams or bad teams in a, in a decade of living here in central Minnesota, you could always count on Monaga showing up for games. Yeah. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. So again, tonight, 545 pregame is the first game with the girls six o'clock tip off on 101.7 and AM 920 KWAD. And we'll have the boys game immediately after that on KWAD again. So, Corey, uh, the biggest thing that uh, takeaway I want to look at here uh, with the Vikings, because it's time that we look at uh, it's not, we, we had a lot of good fun talking about high school sports. Now let's ruin it by talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, please. Uh, they lost their last game of the season. They even if they would have won, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. And I think we both knew coming into this game, one, they probably weren't going to win. And two, they probably weren't going to make the playoffs either. So. Looking at this, and now that the season is done, the players yesterday cleaned out their lockers and said their final thoughts before everybody disappears into the offseason. And we'll talk about all of that and the future stuff. Have plenty of time to dish out on that. So right now, I want to just ask your thoughts. What went wrong? Um, I think I think it's two I think it's two big things. Uh, I feel like this it's a this is a fair comparison or a, a fair um, assessment of this season. Two major things. Turnovers, they could never get out of their own way. Um, they almost never won the turnover over battle. When they did, they won games. When they didn't, they got beat <laughs> and they lost the turnover battle all season long a net negative as far as turnovers go and really just an abysmal performance from that aspect of it the second part yeah. i think uh, that is i don't know if it's equally as important but is a um it's a crucial part of this is i think in spite of the turnovers if Kirk Cousins is healthy, we're talking about the Vikings in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. 
because he, I think that's, they didn't have a starting quarterback. They had three backups. And turns out when your options for quarterback are three options, it's actually zero. So not having a starter and not being able to keep the ball, uh, a starting quarterback and not being able to keep the ball, you could probably put everything under those two umbrellas for the year. And that's a wrap for almost every team in the entire league. Well, and uh, I sent you this stat on Sunday, and I and uh, it's important. So Matt Fries, who does some uh, writing, whatever, Vikings coverage, uh, he had a stat that said, final one for the season. The Vikings record this year when they win the turnover battle, Corey, was 4-0. and Makes sense. Mm-hmm. When, they t- when they tied the turnover battle, they were 2-0. and When they yeah. lost the turnover battle, they're 1-10. and I mean, yeah. they were negative 12 in the turnover differential on the season, currently tied with Washington and Atlanta for worst in the NFL. And the yeah. funny thing is, is that even if they were just, it's, uh, you know, we talked about this with the Twins in the in the middle of last season, even if they had half as much of the strikeouts, holy cow, like even though they did it a lot, it'd be, even if the Vikings turned the ball over just a few times less, They'd be in the playoffs. Like they'd have if they had two less turnovers, like week one against Tampa Bay, or uh in the game against Chicago, or in the game against Denver, they're in the playoffs. It's crazy to think. They didn't even need to be like the most clean team with the football. They just needed to be like not 32nd, but 26th. And that whole dynamic changes. It's crazy how much that sinks your season. And it's almost right. inexplainable in a way. Well, it's a total, it totally tanks your season, no matter what. Like, even if they would have made the playoffs and it was in play, uh, that that could have happened, they would have lost in the playoffs because they would have lost a turnover battle in an important game. There's just no way of, of getting around it. It is probably largely unlucky. You know, you go yeah. back a year ago and it seemed like the Vikings defense was able to turn over the other team at the exact right moment for I don't know, three quarters of the season, and they ended up with 13 wins or whatever it was a year ago. Um, uh, there's there's some luck to it. There's some unluckiness to it, whichever, however it's working out for your team in that particular season. But there is, there's no escaping it. I go back to like week three, I think we talked about, um, it's the one thing you can fix focus a little harder. Alexander Madison didn't fumble the ball since like week five, but so it's a fixable thing, I guess is my point. But also sometimes you just get that stink on you and there's, and, uh, and there's no getting rid of it. You're just the team that turns the ball over for the rest of the year. You just, you're, 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 you've been poisoned and there's no escaping it. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and that's the thing is turnovers, it's a little bit unlucky. And the funny thing is when you talk about the defense is last season, they were able to get all those turnovers because they played a drop back zone. They were sitting back waiting for you to make a mistake. So that was the thing. You give up a ton of yardage, but you'd hope at the end, somebody would throw it into traffic and be there with the Vikings blitzing to try and create pressure, which I like. They couldn't get anybody home. And that gets to the second part of the turnovers is the injuries. And it wasn't just injuries to the quarterback. The Vikings were injured a ton on defense as well. Byron Murphy Jr., who's a nice corner for the Vikings because as soon as he got hurt, 
the secondary felt like they couldn't cover anybody. Uh, not that he was all pro, but he was solid in his, in that role. And the Vikings have holes to fill on every level of the defense. And it doesn't matter what scheme you're running. If you can't get pass rush home, you're hanging your corners out to dry, which we all knew was a possibility. But even if the Vikings didn't send the pass rush, I don't even think they'd be able to stop anybody no. anyways because they got to fix personnel. And that's an offseason thing we'll have to talk well, about. Well, and, and DJ Wanham gets hurt. And, and you know, DJ Wanham going down, he's not Daniel Hunter as far as getting into the quarterback goes, but he's a really important piece, their second best pass rusher. Um, the offense – you know, and three possessions has the ball for a total of five and a half minutes. Um, that doesn't help your defense, especially a thin defense, um, especially a defense that relies on trying to uh, put a lot of pressure on. You're, you're tuckering those guys out along the way. It is a, I mean, it's a combination of a thousand things um, that I, like we've talked about already, you can, you can filter it all back to turning the ball over just a little too much. Having Jefferson out for as long as Jefferson out is no small thing. Heck, if you even have Jefferson back, for, if he's only out for half the games um, rather right. than the full slate that he missed, that might be the difference in this team making the playoffs. There's a million things to uh, take into account. There Maybe they're excuses. I don't know. But they're all things to be considered. Right. And and that's definitely a conversation for another day of what went wrong is excusable and what can you still go? Yeah, but with some of that. But I think with the Vikings, there was two weeks in particular that really sunk them because I think we all knew no matter if the Vikings were fully healthy, that final month of the schedule going to Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, going to Detroit, that you needed to set yourself up in the best position possible for that stretch. And the Vikings went in seven and six, which wasn't horrible, but they needed to win two out of their last four ball games, and they won none of them. So things fell apart quickly for them. But it was those two weeks before at Denver where you had a two-score lead in the second half and couldn't hang on, and at home against Chicago where you soiled yourself a little bit. And losing those two games... If the Vikings win those two games, they're in the playoffs, Corey. Like, out of ever, out of all the injuries, out of all the turnovers, those two games were winnable. They were there. You had leads late in both of them, and you couldn't get it done. And that's, again, they're, now whether they go anywhere in the playoffs, I get it. And we just said that. But that was, those are another couple weeks to kind of consider where things went wrong. But so we've talked about turnovers, and we, like you said, we called that early in the season, and we kind of saw that coming from a mile away. Let's go into some places where we were wrong. So, Corey, uh, let's make me look uh, like I, an idiot here. It's not. Yes, can I just tack it. one thing on really quick? I know hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty, but if you don't lose to Tampa Bay, you're in the playoffs. I mean, I, honest, you can you can cherry pick a lot of different parts of the season, and you're absolutely right about the end of the year. But they wet themselves in week one. And we knew it was bad because we were all looking at the schedule and it's like, if they can come out of this month with this record, it should be okay. And they didn't because they wet their, they, they wet their pants against Tampa Bay that early. Right. Exactly. In week one, when they lost to Tampa, I didn't want to be the guy that went season over because that was a, that's like, that's too hyperbolic, but also that was like a yeesh week one and I'm already concerned about the like I'm already just uneasy 
is not a great way to start. And that was with the Vikings fully healthy. That was with that was with a fully healthy Kirk Cousins, a fully healthy Justin Jefferson. Uh, like there were things in that game, and and, it, and it's all an offseason conversation to really dive into the weeds on it. But you're right. I mean, there's that things one that the, game totally encapsulated the rest of the season. They have a propensity right. to turn the ball over in the wrong spots of the field, and they have a propensity to get down. And uh, can they scramble? Can they not? Looks like not. Exactly. So. Corey, let's make me look pretty dumb. That's pretty easy to do. Uh, so let, let's go through the schedule. Uh, the record I predicted, I think this was at the beginning of the season. I wrote it down on paper. Actually, this might have been when the schedule released because I see I have something here written in late May. So either way, okay. point is summer 2023. Here was my prediction on the season. Week one, Tampa Bay win. Man. Nope. Week two, <laughs> Thursday night football at Eagles loss. Right on that one. Yep. Uh, Chargers, I thought they could win that one. Yep. Uh, no. Uh, okay. Panthers, I thought they would lose because I didn't think Carolina would be that big of a tire fire. So that's one of the biggest. One of the biggest and not going to get any better. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs, loss. Figure that one out. Uh, Chicago, win. Easy. Uh, 49ers, I thought that one was like the easiest loss I could chalk up on the schedule, and that was the one game where the Vikings play like a legitimate Super Bowl contender. <laughs> so uh, at Green Bay, I thought they would lose, just going into Lambeau, whatever, and turns out, again, one of their best play games of the season, but the real L they took was losing Kirk Cousins that day. Uh, I knew they could win against Atlanta. I knew they could win against New Orleans. Uh, I thought they could win in Denver. I thought Denver was a mess, and turns out they are a mess, but the Vikings just let them. It's the the SpongeBob meme where Plankton's sitting there going, let him have it, and he just goes, you can have it, and that's basically <laughs> what the Vikings were in that game. Um, Chicago was, a, I thought they would win uh, that one, so I was wrong there. Um, and then I thought they beat the Raiders, which they did. I thought they would lose in Cincinnati. Now, granted, I didn't think it would be uh, Mullins versus Browning, but, you know. Uh, and then I thought they could beat Detroit. I thought they would split with Detroit and beat Green Bay in uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium, so they would split with the Packers. So I had them splitting. I just had the dates wrong. I had the Vikings at ten and seven. Turns out they were seven and ten. Yeah, I mean that was. If you look at the high end of the Vikings season, it probably was ten and seven. If you look at the low end, it was seven and ten. The, the, the Vikings are too talented to be less than seven wins. And that's kind of where they're at right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, there's a I, lot of uh, things that they're going to have to uh, talk about in the off season. I, I think when I went through, I don't remember some of my picks. I think, I think uh, one time I had them for for twelve wins as my exceedingly optimistic, like, hey, why not? If things are going right for your team, this is you know, hey, this is a game you should win. You know, those sorts of things. Um, <laughs> I think, I did. I think my worst pick for them was nine nine wins and gosh gosh they should have had nine wins they just should have had nine wins i don't know it, it's um uh bums me out like it's gonna be fun to watch the playoffs now moving forward i always i always like watching them but it's it's puts a little different spin on your sunday when you i just don't care i'm not i've never been the kind of person to like hey i'm gonna root for let me root for Kansas City or let me root for like, – I'm not going to root for Detroit. It'll be cool, 
if they if they do well, but I don't have a rooting interest in anybody. It's boring. Right, exactly. You just hope for chaos in the NFL playoffs, which is what I always hope for. Uh, all right, Corey, I think we've kind of hit yes, the please. end of our notes today. Uh, we are done for the morning sports desk. And episode one is a podcast-only format. Again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as WadenaRadio.com. Check out the KWAD and Superstation K106 Facebook pages. We'll have the links on there as well. Corey, let's do this tomorrow. Goodbye. The Morning Sports Desk, available on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and wadinaradio.com.